memo goes back to uh, the busy August Trump derangement syndrome still in play. So Liz Cheney got waxed, as we uh, predicted here. Not a brilliant prediction. And I'm going to explain why it happened. Wyoming uh, primary yesterday, uh, she lost by 37 points. <laughs> really, I mean, that's that's hard to do. So uh, the voters of Wyoming, and you could cross lines there. I mean, if you were Democrat, you could vote Republican. They don't have any restrictions. I mean, they just said, look, Liz, you know... We don't like you anymore. And I'll explain the reason why. But first, here was Ms. Cheney's reaction. Go. Two years ago, I won this primary with 73% of the vote. I could easily have done the same again. The path was clear. But it would have required that I go along with President Trump's lie about the 2020 election. It would have required that I enable his ongoing efforts to unravel our democratic system and attack the foundations of our republic. No, it's not really true. I mean, she could have criticized Donald Trump. She could have said, look, I don't believe the election was fraudulent. I don't like what the former president is doing. Could have done that, and I think she still would have won the primary. But what put her over the top, as far as Wyoming voters were concerned, is that she allied herself with Nancy Pelosi. And you can't do that if you were a Republican because Nancy Pelosi is a radical leftist who hates the Republican Party. And that's what Cheney did. And Pelosi used her to front the January 6th committee. I mean, you remember this famous picture with Cassidy Hutchinson, who, by the way, uh, testimony that Trump uh, grabbed the steering wheel of the presidential limo is, is preposterous. But, you know, Cassidy has now disappeared because nobody's going to follow up on that ridiculous situation. But there's Liz Cheney hugging her. I mean, what? what come on, Liz. You know, I, you don't have to sell out in your estimation. Um, but if you become a zealot on the other side, Republicans are going to go, no. And that's exactly what happened. So I knew it would happen May 12, 2021, almost a year and a half ago. Here's what I said. All right. I don't want politicians punished um, by other politicians for their opinion. If the voters want to punish them, that's fine with me. I don't believe Liz Cheney will be reelected in Wyoming. I could be wrong on that. It's ways away in 2022. Uh, but the problem with uh, the congresswoman is she doesn't let it go. All right. It's on and on every single day. And that was the problem. So Liz Cheney now says she may run for president. That's a pipe dream. Pipe dream, by the way, is a cliche. It comes from China, where people smoked opium in abundance before Mao Zedong murdered them all for doing that. Um, and so the uh, phrase pipe dream, like it's a fantasy. It's never going to happen. Liz Cheney could run if she wants, but nobody's going to vote for her on either side. So I don't want to waste your time and money. I do believe that CNN will offer her a job and she may take it. Uh, that is the Talking Points Memo.
Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Now let's get on to the Trump raid latest. So tomorrow, the judge who signed a warrant uh, for the raid on uh, Ma'alago, Bruce Reinhart, is holding a hearing um, because a number of news agencies and the Republican Party in general wants the affidavit to the warrant unsealed. Now, I don't know whether that will happen tomorrow or not, uh, early afternoon hearing, uh, but Something's got to happen, right? Justice Department opposing it. You all know it. We went over it uh, pretty micro detail. Um, Wall Street Journal uh, story today. Anonymous sources, people familiar with the matter. Uh, All right. Wall Street Journal is a lot better than uh, left-wing papers, but still. It says Attorney General Merrick Garland deliberated for weeks over whether to approve the warrant to search Donald Trump's property. I don't know. I mean, so I assume that's true. You know, and uh, Joe Biden knew about this. Yeah, of course he knew about it. Um, but if it was such a danger to national security, why would the attorney general deliberate for weeks if it had to happen? We got to get in there, get these nuclear secrets, um, you know, doesn't make any sense at all. It's just the usual BS. Finally on this, Nora O'Donnell, anchor of the CBS Evening News, tweets out, remember that Donald Trump said that the FBI seized his passports, which would have been against the warrant. So warrant did not allow that. So uh, O'Donnell uh, tweets out, quote, according to a DOJ official, again anonymous, the FBI is not in possession of former President Trump's passport. Trump has accused the FBI of stealing his three passports during the search of his Mar-a-Lago home. Well, it turns out to be wrong. And so the FBI says, yeah, we got him. We're going to give him back. So Nora O'Donnell's wrong. So last night I asked my crack staff to watch the CBS Evening News. And um, didn't mention it. No retraction. No, I'm sorry. My anonymous source lied to me. And by the way, if you use an anonymous source and you're a reporter and it turns out what the anonymous source says isn't true, you can... Put it right out there. This person lied to me. But they never do. They being the corporate media because they want this stuff. Anyway, um, that's the update on Trump. We are on it tomorrow and we will continue our honest reporting. Remember a guy named Paul Manafort? Yeah, you do. If you follow politics, um, he was uh, President Trump's campaign chairman appointed to that position in May 2016. He's a big guy in the Trump campaign. 
Um, and then almost simultaneously for him taking over as a campaign chairman for Trump, the Fed starting to investigate him on a variety of financial matters. On July 26, 2017, FBI agents raided Paul Manafort's home without warning. They just showed up looking for documents. Now, Trump had warning. Uh, Mr. Manafort did not. And they went in. And he was subsequently charged um, with a number of uh, felonies. Um, he pled guilty to a couple of them. And the other charges were dropped after he did that. He was sentenced to seven years in a federal penitentiary. He served one year, two months, and he has a new book. And the book is called Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced. Paul Manafort joins us now from New York. Um, did I set you up properly, fairly? You set me up uh, properly and fairly. Okay. And I'm used to being set up. <laughs> we want to be fair above all. So the lead question is, and I have not read your book, as I told you uh, before we went on the air, I've, I looked it over, but I haven't read the whole thing. If you pleaded guilty to federal charges, do you have a beef? Uh, yes, uh, because the part of the story you referenced is the end of the legal process, not the beginning of the legal process. Uh, what I pled guilty was I had two trials, two two two, two uh, uh, indictments. One was in Virginia, and one was in uh, in D.C. The one in D.C. was the first one. It dealt with the fair violations that they said uh, you know were of a criminal nature. Um, they then brought when they couldn't use those charges to get me to do a plea agreement and uh, and talk about Donald Trump in a way that would implicate the president in uh, Russian, uh, the Russian collusion narrative, uh, they brought superseding charges to me. And uh, those were filed in Virginia <clears throat> because they were dealt with tax matters. Okay, let me stop you so, there. So it was clear to you, did the FBI tell you, we want you to flip on Donald Trump, uh, tell us that he colluded with Russians, and if you do that, we'll drop all the charges or you won't be um, bothered by us anymore. Was that clear to you? Well, there was no commitment to drop all charges, no. But the, but the process was focused on you know, leniency. Uh, uh, as, and the, the plea agreement didn't happen until after the first trial was over. Okay, I don't want to get too in the weeds on this. So, so you were promised leniency if you gave up Trump on certain things involving Russian collusion. In hindsight... Did you do anything wrong, in your opinion, just in general? In, in general, the answer is no. And all the charges that were brought against me, for the most part, were all issues that the government had dealt with in the past and either resolved or dismissed. Okay. So you believe that you are a victim of political prosecution because you were linked to Trump. You wouldn't give Trump up. And so that they basically went ahead to try to punish you for your silence. But then again, you come back to why did you plead guilty? Why didn't you just go to a jury? Well, the first case I did, I, I went to a jury. There was a four week In the DC case, but not in the second. No, no, the, in the Virginia case was first. And I mean, just even though it was filed in superseding charges, it ended up being the first 
You know, okay, okay, but why, why didn't you why didn't you just play the whole string out with the jury? Well, I did in the first in the Virginia case, and, the, and I was convicted of eight of the uh, eighteen charges, uh, and uh, and then two weeks later, the Virginia case was uh, was going to be happening, and I mean the, the D.C. case was going to be happening, and that case the jury was 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 going to be selected within. The framework of the of the first trial, I voir dire the jury. We had 120 questionnaires. In those 120 questionnaires, we found one juror who said they wouldn't be, uh, they weren't prejudiced against right, Trump. So you didn't think you would win the case, you and your lawyers. No, I knew Question I wouldn't of, win it. How much did it cost you, out of your pocket, Mr. Manafort, to defend yourself against all of this stuff? Millions of dollars. Millions, millions of dollars. dollars. Was that a concern that you didn't want to continue this because you, you didn't? Well, have there money? were three concerns as to why I didn't want to continue. One of them was the cost of another trial. Two was in that second trial, they had forfeiture actions they were trying to bring against me uh, because going back twenty years on on a violation that occurred, they claimed in twenty thirteen. Uh, I knew that. that didn't feel confident after the voir dire that I was had any chance of getting a fair trial. The judge rejected giving me a venue change. Uh, and in the assets they wanted to take were assets I had given to my daughters uh, and family, you know, 10, 15 years before. So they were trying to not just destroy me, but my family. When you say uh, so they, was, was this they the, the Justice Department? Department? The Justice Department Special Counsel. So, and who, who was the Attorney General at that time? Well, the, the, it was, he was not in, in, man, in man at all. This was Bob Mueller, special counsel's office, Andrew Weissman. They were in okay, charge so of Weissman. Mueller and Weissman, the guys that investigated the Russian collusion, they were responsible for all of the charges against you and to use your word in your book, persecute you, correct? Correct. Okay. When the raid in Ma'alago happened last week, was it similar, in your opinion, to what you went through? Uh, yes, it was. For example, I had been cooperating with the intelligence committees uh, and, and all the information they were asking for during the Russian collusion investigation. Two days after I met with the two committees, they did this no-knock 6 a.m. raid on my condominium, you know, 15 FBI agents, guns drawn, in my apartment, knocking on my door of my bedroom, uh, waking me up. Um, there was no reason for that o o overreach. I was, was the media uh, there? Uh, I don't remember. Was the media tipped off? I know CNN was tipped off well, on one of these. The, the difference between Stone and, my, and me was Roger lived in a home. So they, they, okay. they were walking down the street. They would have okay. had a hard time sitting there walking down the hall. So the FBI shows up that shows you, uh, they show you the warrant. You look at the warrant and they come in and they ransack your house. Is that what happened? Yes. All right. Now, you do believe that you are a political prisoner um, because of your work on behalf of Donald Trump. That's what basically your book is about, right? Well, and in the book, I specify very clearly the fair charge that was the foundation charge against me. I had resolved with the Department of Justice Fair Unit. Okay, and, what, and everybody will see what you, uh, but what I'm trying to get at here is there are people, millions of them, who feel that we have lost our fairness in this country, that we are no longer equal justice for all.
that now the federal government is taking a side, the Democratic Party side, the liberal side, and persecuting the conservative side. Do you believe that? I believe that there's a two-tiered system of justice, yes. Do you believe that the Donald Trump situation from the very get-go, and you were involved with it from the beginning, as was I, did the first interview with him when, after he declared uh, his candidacy, do you believe that there was a conspiracy to destroy him, and if so, why? I believe he was a threat to the, the to to the establishment, the deep state, if some people call it, and I believe that uh, that that threat was something that the, they couldn't deal with. Uh, I believe that they never expected him to win, uh, uh, but when he did win, they didn't understand it at all, and they not, never recognized in his election did everything they could to uh, to destroy his presidency, including. Okay. After what happened to you, and you have been through hell for six years, do you still believe in your country? Do you still want to live here? Do you still feel that this is a noble nation? I've done campaigns all over the world. There's no doubt in my mind this is still the best country in the world. Our democracy is still the best democracy. The fact that it's under attack is not to lose faith in it, but it's to try and fix it. And that's why you wrote the book. Again, it's political prisoner, persecuted, prosecuted, and not silenced but not silence, Paul Manafort. We appreciate it, Mr. Manafort. If uh, We'll talk again. I think you have a good perspective on the, uh, on the government and, and what it can do. Um, certainly you, uh, you felt that stink. We appreciate you coming on tonight. Okay, let's bring in Eric Bowling. Now, you know Bowling. He's on Newsmax, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It's a signature show. He's a sub for me on a factor. He's coming to us from Boca Raton, Florida, where he lives large. Spends a lot of the day going out and telling people, I'm Eric Bowling, and uh, what can I do for you? Um, so, my actually, analysis... Actually, I go, you know, I used to fill in for O'Reilly like 200 times. And they're going, and oh, that's, that's Eric Bowling, gotcha. And people still mention that to you, Bowling. I know they do, uh, because I do all the time. Um, so, my analysis, CNN, fallacious, accurate, what say you? I, I think, uh, well... Uh, CNN, they, Don Lamon, as you point out, Don, I think he's on the hot seat. I think what, what Malone did when, when Discovery merged with Time Warner, Malone, the big boss, came out and said, I don't like what they're doing over there. It's kind of BS. They're trying to outleft the leftists. CNN was always, back in the day, Bill, when you were first to beat CNN, you were first to take CNN down in five years when no one thought Fox News was going to be able to do it. CNN was news for both sides. It was a fair and balanced, or truly a fair and balanced. Fox was never fair and balanced, let's be honest. But CNN was a fair and balanced network. And then they started to drift left and further left. And then MSNBC came and then the, the, the broadcast networks. So they were all competing for the same pie. What happened was when Malone came in, he obviously they, they bounced Zucker. Zucker's guy was Brian Stelter, as you point out. Stelter was the mouthpiece for Zucker, so it was only a matter of time before he got gone. Uh, Cuomo, Fredo, Fredo. Fredo was gone. Cuomo was gone. Then, then the guy, Jeffrey Tubin, who likes to expose himself in front of others, he was gone. So Stelter is like the third or fourth uh, that are gone. I would say I think they're going to try and get back to their roots. I don't personally think there's a market for the roots. I think America is so but divided. But they, they can't, I think unless they, they wipe out everybody. To. 
Eric, and let's say yeah. wipe that everybody. They can't get back to their roots because that's why I use the Bernstein soundbite. I mean, you can't be that wrong. You can't. And look, doesn't matter. A guy like a guy like there's no market to be that's that's another. You know who's not doing it? News Nation. They tried to be. That's another. That's another discussion. It's another discussion whether so-called straight news uh, can attract an audience when they've already been ginned up by opinionated news. But a couple of things You, you mentioned, Jeff Zucker. I didn't. So people who don't follow this, Jeff Zucker is the previous president of CNN who brought them into a hate Trump area and pretty much destroyed the network. And Stelter, as Bowling accurately points out, was his hatchet man. So Zucker was fired. Now uh, Stelter is fired. They don't have anyone to put in. A guy like Jake Tapper, for example, they give him two hours. People hate him. He's number three in a time slot, always has been. He's unpleasant. They won't watch him. And now he's been bantered around as doing the morning show. Literally, Good Morning Pittsburgh gets more viewers than CNN's morning show on a national basis. It's, it's a catastrophe. But anyway, um, maybe they'll try, CNN will try what they had when I first went at them. Remember, Larry King was the face of CNN. I remember telling my staff, we're going to beat Larry because Larry doesn't have any juice. He doesn't really know what's happening. He reads questions off a piece of paper. He, he doesn't really, uh, he doesn't, he's not bringing anything to the, to the uh, interview. And I will. I'll, I'll bring a sharp point of view and a, and a frame of reference that Larry has no clue. And it wasn't that hard to beat him. And we beat uh, the guy on MSNBC, uh, Chris Matthews, pretty quick. Um, he was just too bombastic and left wing. And you say that Fox News was never fair and balanced. My show was. Um, you were the, well, let's be honest. You, you know, you call Bill is, you and I talk a lot. And you're, I think you're as straight shooters as, as straight shooters can be. You were as fair and balanced as anyone was at Fox. I don't, yeah, I'm not saying we, anything we, anyone we doesn't put, realize. I think you were the most fair and balanced of the network. My mandate but, was, my mandate was, and still to this day, is find the most intelligent person who disagrees with me and put them on the air. Yeah. yeah. Or no, no question. The air. My point yeah. is that you and I both know you can develop a, a you know, you can t- take the story, the same story that's being talked about on 16 straight hours and take it from a different direction. I think you were the most Yeah, fair we did that. But we that. put on Mark Lamont Hill. We put on all of these leftists. We wanted people to hear yeah, what they had why, to though? say. You know why? Because no one else at that network, maybe no one else in cable, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your very, very pretty dress. You could pull it off because people came to see Bill O'Reilly, and they well, maybe so. But we wanted, we had a they're philosophy. Not, they're not doing that for Tucker. They're not doing it. And no, it, they're they're preaching to a choir now, Fox, but it's a profitable choir. Now, so in CNN, I don't. I agree with you. I don't think that they're going to succeed, no matter what they do at this point in history. Let's go to Newsmax. So the only way Newsmax succeeds, the only way, bowling, is to cut into the audience of Fox News. And you've been able to do that, you the network, not you, Eric Bowling, but the network has been able to do that when it runs Trump rallies, Trump this, Trump that. So it takes, because Fox News doesn't do that anymore. Fox News management doesn't like Trump. That's the truth. They don't like him. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know. Well, when I was doing it, 
they were ambivalent about him. Um, nobody ever badmouthed Trump to me. Um, they didn't, you, it wasn't Bill, one way or the Bill other. Riley, you're going to tell me you think Rupert Murdoch was ambivalent about Donald Trump running for president. I he mean, called Donald Trump every day. So I don't know what they were chatting about, but I know he called them every day. Oh, so well, no, that I can I'm report. Not, I'm not disputing the fact that there was contact. That was, it was mutually beneficial. I, I think Maybe. they both realized they I needed don't care. I never cared about what the corporation I never, this is startling. I never cared about any corporation that I worked for what it thought, ever. And that's why, you know, I'm a little controversial. But let's get back to Newsmax. So how on earth at eight o'clock are you going to get viewers away from Tucker Carlson? So (laughs) tall order, um, but yes, you're right. This audience, and again, we, we have to find out who your audience is and you, you, you know, you're, you're a producer. You produce a product. You produce content. This this audience loves Trump. So uh, Trump's been a friend of mine for a long time. I absolutely um, told my audience how close we've been. I've been to his house. I've been with him since prior to him even talking about politics. And so I talk about it. I don't think this network is going to last being pro-Trump, and that's it. I think what people are realizing. We're more than that, right? So you talk about numbers. CNN is on their way down. If you take, we do a lot of, my, my right now I'm sitting at number one or maybe tied for number one on, on the network. But what we do on television are, ne- are the ones you see on Nielsen ratings. We're doing at least that much in, in the handheld, in, in, the, in, the, in the mobile stuff, right? Fox can't do that. CNN can't do that. Hannity can't put up Sean Hannity on their mobile app that's the same show as Hannity on their TV. They have obviously have agreements with distribution. No one in their right mind is going to pay them whatever it is, twelve or twenty dollars per sub to put Hannity on and compete with Fox on their on their on their digital. So we don't have that situation. So we're approaching CNN numbers now. I think as as the and by the way, Bill, I, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit here. The the information that we get, the marketing stuff that we get, we have a very large independent audience. It's, it's way more, uh, it's, it, it's, it's a bigger percentage of our audience, the independents than, than Fox by far, by far. And we can, you know, we can show you that if you want. But so I think that as time goes, it'll be the same thing. Roger Ailes knew, put people up, put personalities up. He, they came for the network, but they stayed because they liked Bill O'Reilly or they liked Sean Hannity or they liked whomever, Loring, whoever it is, they stayed for that. And I think slowly Newsmax is kind of catching that drift. Okay. But what about covering stories? So say Donald Trump did something felonious uh, by removing documents. All right. This is conjecture, speculation, possible. Um, We haven't seen anything that indicates that, but say that's how this all shakes down. How can Newsmax really cover that if, as you just said, most of your audience loves Trump. Uh, I, my audience is a Trump-loving audience. I'm, I'm, Bill, I, I videotape myself getting uh, the, 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 uh, the, the vaccine twice. I videotaped it, showed my audience. I'm a libertarian. I tell my audience. All right, so you would do it straight. I disagree with this. I tell, them, I tell them, sleep with who you want, marry who you want. Just don't let the kids. Don't, don't bring your policy, your weirdness into your children. You make your, you're an adult, do it. But kids, once you start playing with kids, I draw the line. My point is okay. this. We will, I'll report whatever happens, however it happens. Of course I will. Okay, but 
there's going to be pressure somewhere down the line um, for Newsmax to not be a cheerleader for Trump. Right. I'm not a cheerleader. I, I think. No, but I'm talking about the overall are, network, think, the tone I, I of think, the network. I think both networks have certain cheerleaders for Trump. And I and, and yes, yes, they, there, are. there are. OK. And sometimes, if uh, you know, on Fox, they change their mind, like Laura Ingram all of a sudden says, you know, it is, and to be Trump. fair in this discussion, when you have a network on the air for 25 years, all right, up against a startup Newsmax, what, what, five years now, six years? I mean, come on. Um, so, and, so here's, and here's my all issue. Those resources. You want to make so some it, news here? Sorry. Here's yeah. my issue. Um, the raid. The raid was a big, a big event because I personally, I, I carry a constitution wherever I go. I think they violated Trump's Fourth Amendment right. Okay, so whatever. The raid's big. There's a guest. I don't want to name names. It's a Trump attorney. And I wanted her to come on the show. We're friends. I've known her for a long time. And she tells me, and I'm not naming names, and I won't say who said it. And it's, this happened. The producers at Fox said, you can't go on bowling show because you're going to be on our show every single night this week. One of the different shows, our network, every single night this week. And I was like, this is, they must be nervous, Bill. They've well, got to be nervous. Sure. If they tell someone, don't come on Newsmax, because... Then they, they know we're competitions. They hear us coming. They hear the footsteps. Well, I'm not surprised bowling it happens in every network. Probably, well, I don't think it happens in Newsmax, but it happens in every established network. Uh, I could tell you stories all day long about me, your humble correspondent, um, mm -hmm. and, and how they, uh, you know, what the orders are. Final question for you. I think the uh, media is uh, irredeemable now in America. I think it's done. Uh, I think it's betrayed the American people. My message of the day on BillOReilly.com states that very clearly. Um, when you have a situation like Mar-a-Lago, the most uh, high-profile FBI raid in the world, and 90% of the reporting on it is speculation, mm -hmm. you know it's over. It is over. And uh, I wanted to know if you think the same thing. I do. I, I, my monologue tonight on, on the show is all about how the liberal liberal world in, in America is running the show in the House and the Senate and the White House uh, and the, the media is so liberal they've embraced it. it's almost become a, a perfect uh, circuit, a, a power circuit. And it's kind of tapping into what they did with the $739 billion that uh, you called it uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which it's not. It's a payoff to the Green Energy Group. It's a circuit. And so the players who are the, the energy, the solar energy companies, they're pulling the money, taxpayer money out. The, the media is complicit in keeping the, the, the power moving. And the politicians are turning over the money to the, the companies in return for votes. It's a perfect circle. The media is part of the problem. Here's my thing, though. I, I, I think the media has become so far bifurcated that there is no middle ground anymore. This is, has become what was information, became infotainment, and now it really is entertainment. And you pick your choice of entertainment. You like liberal entertainment, you want conservative entertainment. When a guy like Alex Jones, who's a personal friend of mine, can be making five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars a day selling supplements on his show that clearly is not news, it's entertainment, then we know what the American appetite for is. And it's not for news and it's not for media, it's for to be entertained. All right, Eric, thanks very much. We appreciate it. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. 
We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, so the latest on Mar-a-Lago is the judge in the case who signed the warrant, Reinhardt, says now uh, the Department of Justice has not made its case to keep the entire affidavit under seal, so I, Judge Reinhardt, may order some of it public. And I'll make that decision on Thursday when the Department of Justice gives me some redactions. Now, all this means is that we, the people, are not going to know who accused Trump. That's not going to happen. Because the Justice Department and Judge Reinhardt know that person would be in physical danger and that person or persons, S, I think it's one, uh, life would be over. Now, if, as I stated, there is a charge lodged against Donald Trump, they have to, by our Constitution, say, here's the accuser. But now they don't, and that's what's going to happen. All right, this is a terrible story, and I hate to report it because it brings back pain for the Americans who were killed by ISIS. So uh, there's a guy, Al-Shifi El-Shek. Al-Shifi El-Shek. He's a British subject. They called him a beetle because he spoke English, and he executed James Foley, American journalist, participated in the murders of Peter Cassig, Kayla Muller, Stephen Sotloff, and all of that is in Killing the Killers, which still is a major bestseller after, um, let's see, one, two, three, going on four months. So I tell you the story about this horrible guy, uh, El Sheik. He was sentenced to life in prison in a federal courthouse in Virginia, okay? And here's something I did not know. So the 
Justice Department did not seek the death penalty for Al Sheik as they should have. But they didn't because that's Merrick Garland. Now, there are the uh, family members of the Americans who were murdered. Um, Garland didn't go for the death penalty. I don't believe in the death penalty, but I understand the law. You absolutely could have asked for it. Okay, China. So you may remember that from 1980 to 2015, long time, if you had more than one child, a Chinese couple had more than one child, uh, they could sterilize the woman. That was the one child policy in China. It's unbelievable, but that was true. Then after 15, they saw they Beijing and the communists, the population falling. So they went two children. Then they went three children. Now, China says it will discourage abortions. Now, when China says it will discourage abortions, that means no abortions. Because if you have one and the Chinese government finds out, anything could happen to you. Reason is that China has one of the world's lowest birth rates. It's fallen fast because the Chinese people cannot support themselves. You, know, you see the bright lights of Shanghai and Beijing and all that. Out in the countryside where most of the people live in China, they don't have anything. They don't have any kids. Now China needs more kids and they're going to ban abortion. Yeah, I won't say that, but that's what it is. Smart life segment. You know, these are really catching on. Every day we have smart life tips for you on BillOReilly.com. Please go and look. They will save you tons of money. This one isn't a money thing. This one is random acts of kindness. So there is a study from the University of Texas, Macomb School of Business, okay? And it says that if you perform acts of kindness randomly, not just to your family and friends, your happiness will increase, okay? And your whole life will get better. Smart life, better life, be kind. I like this. I like this. So, you know, I'm distracted. I got so much stuff to do and places to go, people to talk to. I try to be respectful. I do. Um, and kindness, you know, I try to perform those acts. When I see somebody struggling, I try to help them. Um, I don't turn my back. I'm not like the Good Samaritan where the guy's lying in the road and two people just walk by and look at him. I, I don't do that. I see somebody lying in the road, I, I help him. But random acts of kindness, you got to be aware now. That's a smart life thing, component. You got to be aware that this person's suffering, person's having a hard time, whatever it may be, and then you check in or you send flowers or you do something. All right? But it's all about awareness about other people's situations. So in smart life, people, your life will get better if you practice kindness. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Smart life. Okay, so this is, uh, as I told you, taking off. On BillOReilly.com, we have a smart life as... Uh, place where you can see it and you don't have to be a premium member. You just go there and we got tips to save you money, tips about life, tips about everything. So Labor Day coming up, right? Labor Day is not like uh, Thanksgiving or anything like that, but 12 million people are expected to fly during the Labor Day holiday weekend. And I wish you all good luck. I am not flying. Uh, um, it's not happening. You're going to get hosed because there are still thunderstorms and whenever there's a thunderstorm, that means the plane can't take off someplace and it backs it all up and you're not going to get what you want to get in a uh, reasonable amount of time. It's just the way it is. But it's also more expensive. So airfares are up 23 percent over uh, 2019. Hotels are up 6 percent. And rent-a-cars average $63 a day plus gas. So if you're traveling, bring a lot of money. Now, here is the smart life tip. Travel at night. So I, in the fall, I have to go to a few places, and I'm not flying uh, commercial. I might fly private to one because it's far away. Uh, But I have to go to Boston, for example. I'm driving. But I'm not driving during the day. That's insane. So I'll leave. I don't know. Eight o'clock at night, and I'll roll in there about 1130, and, uh, unless the troopers in Connecticut stop me, and they, and they desperately want to. Um, but I'm not, I drive at night. Now, I know some people can't, but if you can, that will, that's the best travel tip I can give you. You will save hours of frustration. It's safer. It's safer. During the day, it's insane. And the construction here, ah, in the Northeast, I can't even can't even describe it. It looks like something out of Zimbabwe. I've been to Zimbabwe. I know what it looks like. That's what it looks like here in the Northeast. Why can't they get these projects done? The federal government pumping hundreds of millions of dollars into the states to fix these things and they can't get them fixed. What's that all about? Here is the final thought of the day, courtesy of the Go-Go's. Roll it. All right, the Go-Go's were not water skiing. I hope you saw that little cut in there. (laughs) Anyway, we're going on vacation. Uh, I need it. All right, for many, many reasons. But my staff needs it. 
They need to get away from me. Okay? So we'll be back uh, the day after Labor Day, that Tuesday. In the meantime, we've got great stuff. We're going to be updating BillOReilly.com every day. So you're going to see, uh, you know, I'm not going to do a column, but we're going to rerun old columns, old messages, old, you know, recent. But we'll have a lot of stuff. And um, we always do. It's fun to go on there, BillOReilly.com. But uh, I got to take a break. And we do a lot of stuff here. And as I said yesterday, in September, it's madness. Got a new weekly show uh, we're going to tell you about. You're going to like it. We got uh, Killing the Legends, going to be a huge controversial book out September 27th. We got the midterm elections, and we will give you honest reporting on them. Most others will not. Um, You will get it here. uh, And very important election, one of the most important in my lifetime. So we need to rest up a little bit. I am not going anywhere because my backyard is the Atlantic Ocean, so I'll be in that ocean. Those sharks, you better not mess with me. You better not mess with me. Mm. Kung Fu. Thank you for watching the No Spin News and listening on our radio stations across the world. We will see you Tuesday after Labor Day.